Welcome to the Empowered Movement Podcast, a podcast designed to help empower you to move. Good morning, everyone. My name is Dr. Emily Rausch. I am a sports medicine chiropractor located in Boise, Idaho. And today I'm recording my first ever podcast episode. I thought it would be a fun way to start this podcast by going to one of my new favorite website. It's called Answer the Public. And it's basically a conglomeration of the most searched terms around a topic. So I am going to change it to the United States and then type in chiropractic. It's going back and forth between chiropractor and chiropractic, but I think I'll go with chiropractic. Takes a few minutes to load the most commonly searched questions, but I think it's really interesting. I've used it to help make make some of my Instagram um, content and some of my blogs on my website. So make sure to check me out on both of those. And so when you load this up, it gives you two different options. One's like a big wheel and there's like a person in the, in the middle that kind of looks like they're dancing and then um, a bunch of um, oh, grammar, what are they called? Some words like who, can, will, what, where, how, why, how, whatever those types of words are called. There's a reason that I'm a chiropractor, not an English teacher. Um, the wheel's kind of cool to look at, but it's actually kind of hard to read because I can't like read at an angle. So I'm going to go to just the data points and pick a few questions to ask. And one of the most common questions that I get asked in person, and it makes sense that it's also online, is how does chiropractic work? And oh my gosh, that is a big question. So I'm assuming by chiropractic, they mean what, how does um, adjusting work? And I found out over the weekend that I have not been explaining this very well to uh, my patients. I thought that I had, but then I had a um, patient that's also a friend get really confused when I tried to explain what I was doing when I was adjusting them. So I'm like, maybe I need to um, do a little better job at explaining what I'm doing when I'm treating you. So first to dispel um, a pretty common myth is that we are not realigning anything when you get adjusted. You're not out of alignment. It seems illogical to me, but then if you don't um, understand anatomy or haven't actually like really looked at a spine, I can see where that could be a common misconception. I also feel like it's easier to explain to people that their spine is out of a line and that's why they need to get adjusted. And so a lot of lazier clinicians will still use that as a reason why they, people need to come in and get adjusted. But there is no research to show that when we are adjusting you that we are realigning anything. I would like to put a little caveat with that, that it is possible for joints to get dislocated, even partially dislocated, and using similar forces to what you would envision someone getting adjusted with, you can relocate the joint. So if you think of a shoulder, you can dislocate it, partially dislocate it, which is called a subluxation, and with some like distraction and um, force, like relocate the joint. 
But when it comes to the spine, the spine does not sublux or dislocate easily. It would be a horrible design if it did, with the obviously exception if you have some diseases going on that increase your uh, mobility or you have some like ligament damage, then yes, it probably would be easier for you to dislocate your spine. But for the average human walking around, not coming in like post-traumatic car accident, your spine is not out of alignment. So what are we doing when we are adjusting you? If you can picture like two surfaces running like kind of parallel to each other, fairly close to each other, um, with the um, surfaces able to like gap between the two, right? Like you can like put your hands together and then like spread them apart and like bring them back together like you're going to clap your hands. That is... I think the best way to ex- explain what is happening when you are getting it adjusted. So every one of your joints in your body has a normal motion that we're expecting you to be able to access. And sometimes some joints just don't move as well as we were would be expecting them to. Sometimes this can cause pain. Sometimes it, you just feel like you're stuck and like can't really move your head one direction or the other. And by putting in high velocity, low amplitude force into that joint line, we can gap the the two vertebrae, the two bones that connect to each other and get motion in between those two segments. It usually is a short-term fix for whatever reason is causing that stiffness. So it might feel good um, or might honestly be a little bit painful when you first get adjusted, but you create more motion in that joint and then the key is to figure out why was that motion restricted and how can we keep it from coming back. And there's a variety of different reasons and a variety of different treatment options that you can do following getting adjusted. And hopefully when you're going to a chiropractor, they're doing more than just adjusting you if they are adjusting you. So that is how I explain chiropractic working. Takeaway, your spine is not out of alignment. You are way stronger than that. So don't be walking around acting like your spine is super fragile because that is not the case. Um, What are some other common questions that I ask that are on here? Which chiropractic technique is the best? Ooh, that's a loaded one. Let's try to tackle that one. I'm going to say... Part of me wants to say whichever one gives you the results that you're looking for, but that's pretty broad, and so I don't know if that's necessarily the greatest answer. Um, well, back up. So if you are not in the chiropractic world, a chiropractor isn't a chiropractor isn't a chiropractor. So depending upon which chiropractic office you happen to schedule with, you're going to get treated the way that that doctor thinks is the best. So there's going to be some that believe that taking x-rays of your entire body so that they can see what your spine looks like prior to being adjusted is the best way. I don't agree with that. Personal, personal opinion, obviously. Um, Neither does the research, so I'm just gonna throw that out there either. You shouldn't be getting x-rayed if you hadn't had trauma or pain for like four to six weeks. That's not responding to care. Um, but there's like, oh gosh, a couple hundred different chiropractic techniques out there that all have their different ways of like assessing and treating 
the body. Which one's really better than the other depends upon your personal opinion. I like to believe in research and science and had to do um, some research while in school about a few different techniques. And if you're the only person making research about your own technique, like obviously it's going to be the greatest thing in the world because you invented it and you're charging people to learn your technique. So that's fun. Um, what research is showing with what is the best way to treat is a combination of exercise and education with as much emphasis on patient, like taking responsibility for their healthcare, patient empowerment, patient education, and then less dependency on the doctor. So how, whatever way that you choose to treat like your patients or get treated as a patient, take a kind of a step back and see if you're having to go in to see that doctor on a regular basis to get treated. And that's not necessarily the best technique. So to give an example of how I personally treat, and obviously the way that I treat, I think is the best because I wouldn't treat the way that I do if I didn't think it was having the most benefit to the people that I'm interacting with. That would be illogical. But I, right now, and I'm fully planning on this probably changing the more that I am in practice and the more that I learn about different things, but I like to do a combination of passive and active therapies because like I like getting adjusted and I like having um, like different manual therapies done to me. I think it feels good whether or not it is like really like quote unquote fixing the problem part of me and like how my brain works is like if it seems like it's helping, then it's probably helping. The placebo effect is a real thing, people. But um, so in my like first few visits of working with people is a little bit more emphasized on passive care and then like to transition into towards the end of the treatment plan being more active care. And I'm doing active care throughout, but it'll start with like, okay, let's come in, like do an exam, figure out what is going on with you. Talk about lifestyle things that could be changed that could decrease your pain, adjust things that they need to be adjusted, do whatever manual therapy um, technique seems like the person's going to respond to best and then give them a few exercises to do at home for their condition. And then as we progress through like getting the person out of pain, most of the people that I see at the beginning like come in because they're having pain. So are we able to decrease the, the frequency, intensity, or duration of the person's pain? Are they being compliant with the exercises that I recommended that they do? Because honestly, like if I'm spending a lot of time developing an exercise plan for people and then they're just not going to do it, um, to me that seems like a waste of everyone's time. So we get to have that conversation um, in right around like visit, like, I don't know, two or three, depending upon how they're responding to things. And then transition into seeing the patient less frequently and then also increasing the types of workouts that they're doing or exercises that they're doing going from 
usually like pretty simple exercises to more complex and then eventually getting into some like strength and conditioning kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be anything like super crazy, which when people come into um, my office, I have a, a full squat rack in one of my offices and the faces that people make are like, oh my God, like what is happening? I'm like, no, like you just need to to load your body. Like most people need to load their body and most conditions at a chiropractor street like require some sort of like external load so having a squat rack to be able to like tie bands to to have people lift with um just makes things a lot easier than me like trying to scramble and figure out like where do I tie this band to that it's not gonna like snap them in the face if somebody decides that they're gonna randomly open the door but then I also like don't want to lock people into a room because that is anxiety inducing um let's do one more question there's a very broad um under the subheading will so it's like will chiropractic help and then um a few different conditions so let's rapid fire go through them will chiropractic help vertigo it can there's a few different um techniques that we can depending upon the cause of your vertigo that can potentially help will chiropractic help a pinched nerve yes will chiropractic help sciatica yes will chiropractic help tmj which is your temporal mandibular joint which is another word for your jaw Everyone has a TMJ. You just have issues with your TMJ. Yes, this is one that actually I don't think a lot of people realize that chiropractors can't help with jaw pain. And it's actually a super fun area to treat too. Um, because there's a lot of, I feel like it's an area that like you don't really think that there's a lot of treatment options for. And obviously being able to like talk and chew and do all the things that you need to do with your jaw, if you're having pain with it, it can really, really suck. Like it's not fun to um, have jaw pain. It can lead to headaches and a whole bunch of other things. But um, if if your chiropractor is comfortable with treating the jaw and then also like if their state allows them to like go into your mouth to treat your jaw, it can be incredibly helpful. Little side note with it. So you have a bunch of muscles on the inside of your mouth that control your jaw and then a bunch of muscles on the outside of your face that also influence your jaw. And so working, having your jaw worked on usually involves like a little bit of both like internal and external work. And um, it's usually not the most pleasant for a few reasons because we're not really used to someone putting their fingers inside our mouths. Um, especially like if you think of like feel where your jaw is on the outside of your jaw or outside of your face, um, you have to like get in there a little bit and it can be a little, um, surprising the first time that someone has it worked on. And when I'm trying to explain to someone what I'm trying to do, um, I have a, a skull that I can show, but it doesn't have the muscles on it. So that visual isn't necessarily always the greatest but um I always like to tell people like please don't bite me because my fingers are in your mouth and then also like please don't throw up on me so like if you feel like you're gonna 
throw up or that your like gut reaction is to bite me like tell me like hit my hand and I will pause and let you get yourself together will chiropractic help neck pain yes it will depending upon um, the cause and will chiropractic help scoliosis I mean it can I don't believe there's any research to show that it'll like completely reverse the scoliotic curve and then once you're past a certain age um like your bones are your bones like they're they're set in the way that they are so getting screened as a as a youth as they're growing is important for scoliosis because as your body's still developing and growing some things can be completed that aren't as invasive as if it becomes an issue when you're adult and adult so that is um the questions for the day if you have any questions about the questions feel free to reach out and um highly recommend that you go to the website answerthepublic.com and just look at the questions that people ask about different things and some of the things i'm like oh i don't know if i ever would have googled that um phrase together but it is what it is people have questions and also some of them like i really would like to know what they were going with like one is chiropractic like gravity i don't know what that means but somebody was looking for something particular and hopefully they were able to find what they were looking for with that phrase have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. It is a few days before Christmas currently when I'm recording this. And so if you celebrate Christmas, have a Merry Christmas. And if you don't, have a good week in December. We are slowly but surely wrapping up one of the most interesting years that I have ever been alive, 2020. I'm really actually kind of excited to be able to tell people like, hindsight was 2020 like let this year behind be behind us because it has been an adventure of a year for sure so anyways have a good day have a good week have a good rest of the year and i will chit chat with you soon <laughs>